Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals podcast that focuses on, of course, the Arizona Cardinals. We are in their backyard. I am your co-host, Javon J. Love Adam and Javon J. Love Adams, if I knew my name. And as always, the one and only Ed Smith is uh, is with me. He is not only a former professional baseball player, but he also is a vet of the NFL, played four seasons, also played in NFL Europe. And then, of course, he played in the XFL, and he even has a playing card. I ain't got a playing card, man. I still, I still, I still impress him. I don't care what you say. How you living, man? I'm doing good, man. It's funny, you, you know, you saw that on the shelf uh, a couple weeks ago, and I, I actually – uh, when you're back over this week, I'll just show you. I actually found some of my old baseball cards, too. Oh, like that. Yeah. Like that. Okay, okay, okay. You're just trying to flex on me. Trying to flex no, on no, me. just want, you know, just, yeah, just in case you're interested. I ain't, gonna, <laughs> I ain't trying to force it on you, not like that. Like I'm famous and not like that. I ain't done nothing. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so we, we like to talk about during the season. Uh, well, this is kind of an interesting, different type of show. We've, we've pivoted into the offseason because the Cardinals – uh, did not make it to the to the postseason this year. Uh, so we typically like to talk about what's going on the previous week's games. Uh, then we we talk about the the topics that resulted as a, that came out of a, of those games or that game, and then we look ahead to what's going on for the upcoming opponent. But this week is a little bit different. We're going to and we'll come sporadically throughout the throughout the off season. But wanted to talk a little bit about maybe talk briefly about free agency, a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and, and then just kind of get thoughts. And typically, you know, we've had some guests on the show uh, for you know, various uh, Believe podcasts as well uh, that have been on the show. We've had our, our brother Earl Burnett that has been on the show. And so we've got another Cardinal enthusiast, Cardinal fan, as in fanatic, uh, bringing on a gentleman by the name of Kendrick Adams. He is my oldest son, and he is definitely uh, a Cardinal fan, but he's very knowledgeable. So I thought it would be appropriate to have him on. How you doing there, son? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So we're going to have a good time here. So we're definitely going to get into that. I want to get his thoughts. It's funny because uh, I've seen him go on one of those Stephen A type of rants uh, quite a few times when I try to, when I try to joust, when I try to poke the bear a little bit to get him riled up. But before we get into that, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. And if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. And I was actually looking, the Masters will be taking place. They're back on their schedule, so they'll be playing in April. Of course, I think it's limited people that they'll be allowing, but the uh, the odds for the Masters came out. And so that's why I took a look at that, and I'm the dude. Uh, I know some of the names, but all I want to do is is, uh, is is bet on Tiger. because That's all I know is Mama Call and Clay. <laughs> I'm going to call him Clay. So from spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And we know that there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So again, uh, joined by special guest Kendrick Adams. I'll just call him either KJ or whatever we whatever we call you. I'll just call you son from time to time. <laughs> but so want to talk. Uh, want to start off with the the definitely um, 
Again, I want to touch on free agency, but I want to first talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Ed, you and I have talked at nauseum about maybe just about how the, the offense just wasn't quite curling right, and, and, and it was almost like smoke and mirrors. That's kind of how we described it oftentimes. Uh, Kendrick, when you're looking at Cliff Kingsbury and you're looking into this offseason, this, I think this, this coming season is going to definitely be telling. But what are your thoughts on uh, Cliff Kingsbury? How much confidence do you have in him? And then as you're answering that, do you think that he needs to bring in somebody to almost be that offensive coordinator that he delegates a little bit of responsibility, if not giving him the game plan and saying, run my game plan? What are your thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury? Uh so far, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury has been as detrimental to the team as a lot of people think he has been because there has been improvement. If you look from year one to year two, the offense has gotten better. So you can't say that uh, he, the offense is completely stagnant, things like that. But there are times where the offense just looks like they don't flow, like they're just waiting for a big play. It's kind of like... Uh, when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot sometimes they don't necessarily have a lot of flow, but then they'll hit a big play and they'll keep going. But for the Cardinals, they'll get a big play, but then the penalties, the false starts, the holding, things like that, and it'll bring them back and then they're doing nothing again. So I think maybe not necessarily someone to call the plays, but maybe more of a disciplinarian in there to get them to – not commit so many penalties that bring the team back. Well, what do you think, Ed? You know, that is, you got a smart son there, man. <laughs> and he, he brings up, up his yeah, <laughs> he, he mentions a, na- a, a team, a name, he, through not even realizing he brings up the Kansas City Chiefs. I was there with Andy Reid in his very first year as a head coach back in 1999. And what you see now, Andy Reid, 2020, is nowhere near what he was back in 1999. He was still just trying to figure it out himself as well. Team was in shambles. Organization was just, you know, ridiculously bad. He learned over the course of a couple to a few years how to become that head coach that we see now. And he's obviously taking it. He took the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Uh, Now he's got a, a, a Super Bowl championship underneath his belt in KC. That doesn't happen overnight. Thinking of Kingsbury, I want King, and we also have to remember Kingsbury did not have the full complement of his offseason last year. So this was year two, but it was only one point, year 1.5 if you really want to think about it. Okay. So a lot of the things that he still had to learn, he's still trying to figure them out. And that's how, why this offseason is so important. I, I'm like, I'm with you, Kendrick. It's not time to jump ship on Kingsbury. What I would encourage him to do if you're listening, Killiff, you know, it's the easiest, uh, <laughs> I believe in the Arizona Cardinals. If he's out there listening, he's got to get better at becoming the CEO of the organization, not just the offensive guy, everything else he'll just kind of let happen. You know, he's got to be like a Belichick. You got to get your hands dirty in every room of that uh, uh, organization. The other thing is we're going to have to see some leaps and bounds in his preparation in terms of game planning meaning having a more succinct game plan coming into the game. And then the last thing, and could be most important from that factor, got to be ready to make adjustments the second you get into the game and then see where the flow is going. You can't wait till halftime. You can't wait till the next series. 
as things are happening, you have to be huddling. You have to be getting the guys right, figuring out, okay, this is what we worked on all, all week, but now this is how they're attacking us. This is how we have to make our adjustments. I still just haven't seen enough of that. Then everything else will fall into place. You know, the discipline, you got to, that's got to be something that starts in the off season, in training camp, uh, workouts. You know, you see dudes kind of half tailing it in the off season workout. It's the, 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 the character and I guess, you know, what you're trying to build as far as your culture and team doesn't begin in September. That begins in March, April, May, June, July. So those are the things he needs to tighten up as well. But those other things, like I said, you know, and one of the things we think you and I talked about last week, Jay, he might have to go out and find himself a mentor, somebody at a, you know, you know, like Saban has Belichick, you know, Uh, you may might have to go find somebody that can help him try to start organizing a little better. But I think, you know, it's too early to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think he's going to be okay. We'll see what comes this coming season, but it's definitely going to be a long off season. Follow up and follow up with that. I want to ask you this, Kendrick is you played high school football. uh, You also played youth football. And so there's something I wanted to ask you about is that when Ed talks about adjustments, one of the, somebody that I always felt was a great adjust uh, a coach that made great adjustments was your coach, Danny Anderson. And I thought that he did a great job of that. And then I know uh, at, in high school, you had, you had two both ends of the spectrum by starting out, um, winning a lot, and then you had, and then at the end there were some obstacles. There were some struggles in terms of what the team went through. Um, so talk about the the being able to make in game adjustments and what that does for a team, and then also about when you walk into a, a when you walk into when you're in the middle of a game and you realize that your play caller doesn't have a clue of what's going on. <laughs> so talk about both of those things. Uh, so the in game adjustments is really it really helps the team because when the coach says, all right, I see what you're doing, just drop back a little more, more shallow on this one. And then you do it and it results in an interception or things like that. That can really boost the morale of the team. Cause you're thinking, Oh, he knows what he's talking about. He put me in the right position. So that encourages people to keep learning and keep listening to the coach because you see that he knows what he's talking about. But then when you see a coach, they do, you have all these things you do in practice. And then when it comes to the game, you don't implement those things. You start questioning leadership, start questioning what's the point of doing this. And you don't, even if it's, even if you say you're giving a hundred percent effort, subconsciously you start to give less and less effort because you're thinking, I mean, I'm doing all I can do, but the coach or whoever isn't, isn't helping me. So why should I give a hundred percent at this time? Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, because uh, and Ed has talked about those making those business decisions, and I laugh because <laughs> I mentioned that to because Ed, I'll mention that to Kendrick, and Kendrick says, "Yeah, man, we make business decisions. I made business decisions there." I was he said there was a guy that was about to hit me. I'll let you tell it, son. Tell it, son. The one time when you yeah. had somebody, man, because senior year it was started out rough, and by the end of the season, there are times it was I could run full speed to try and maybe catch the guy, or I could just not get hit by the dude I see coming. <laughs> things that you decided not to do. That, that, that's called a business decision. Yeah. That's... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
don't believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So again, my, my co-host Ed Smith <laughs> and joined by my son, Kendrick Adams, and he is on his way to becoming a, to becoming a nurse. So we're really proud of him, but let's, let's talk about the, the salary cap or before we get to the, well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the salary cap and that'll lead us into kind of an initial conversation about free agency. If we're looking and what's interesting about this coming up, what, what will be coming up is that the Cardinals, that will, I think, league-wide because of the pandemic that there's going to be some changes when it comes to what the salary cap is. And so th- there's going to be some moving parts where that's concerned. But right now, the going for the for the 2021 season, the Cardinals are at, looks like they have effective cap space of about $12.9 million. Um, they have 33, looks like 33 uh, free agents that, that are coming up that need to be signed. So, for example... And we'll talk about some of these. We have uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. He's always perpetually coming up as a free agent because then he resigns. But that's going to be an interesting talk point. Uh, we have King and Drake. Drake. Uh, we have Devondre Campbell, J.R. Sweezy, Corey Peters, uh, Hassan Reddick, Marcus Golden. I mean, and the, the list goes on. Zane Gonzalez, uh, Andy Lee, there, uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Beecham. So there are quite a few free agents what's the what's the game plan when it comes to free agents they're not going to obviously be able to resign them all but but is there anybody that you're that you're most concerned about losing um and somebody that you say we definitely need to resign that's on this uh unrestricted free agency list i'll start with you first ed anybody that you see well you know I, it's really the 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 cap man i i sometimes i get confused just looking at it and you know, the, the logistics that go into it and dead money and this, that, and the other thing. Right. All I know is it doesn't look like they have a whole lot to spend. Right. I could be wrong. Uh, and it looks like for some reason we have an incredible number of, you know, unrestricted free agents. And that's going to hurt, if you ask me, especially, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to decide to do with Patrick Peterson. Uh, and I know you'll probably want to touch on that in a little bit. As far as I'm concerned, you would you would hate, in my opinion, if you let Drake go or get away, I should say, mm-hmm. to me it would be almost like a wasted exper- exper- experiment. You know, we brought him in a couple years ago. I still don't think we've tapped into his full talent because of our utilization of him in the offense. And I, it's hard to find, unless you're going to go draft one, it's yeah. hard to find some of these, you know, mid, I guess, middle, mid, age slash still in their prime running back. Right. Most of the time you're going to find them where they're either expired, their date is expired, <laughs> you know, and that's why everybody keeps signing Adrian Peterson, you know, <laughs> or you got to go draft one, you know, Kenya Drake is in that, in that mold right now. He's still got a lot of gas left in the tank. If you ask me, I would think he would be a priority to keep him here, but he might be a little frustrated with his usage. And that could, you know, that could be a big hurdle to overcome. He's looking when he first got here, you know, last year, and they we midseason, boom, it was like, ooh, this is Drake Town. Now, after a full season and some of the frustration, I'm sure a lot of the guys were kind of going through, especially toward the end of the year, he might not be as inclined to re-sign here. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I think he would be my top priority. Um, Hassan Reddick. I mean, you can't let a 26 year old. Uh, linebacker get away from you. He might have outplayed. He might have played himself out of uh, coming back here just because. Again, he, didn't, he wasn't living up to it going into this going into this past season, and so that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's why he wasn't 
Well, that's why that fifth year option wasn't picked up. So. Yeah. Now you, some like you said, he played himself out of it. Then he played himself right back into you don't <laughs> right. have to pay me. You know, and that's the danger. You bring up a great points that you don't. You know, with these fifth year options and stuff like that, you take a chance and you think you, you know, you he's either not worthy of it or we're gonna we'll get him on the cheap next time around. This is the price you pay sometimes. Indeed. What do you think, Kendrick? What do you think? Uh, so I think one of the, one of the things that we definitely need to do is resign Hassan Reddick just because the fact that Chandler Jones is one one side of one side of the line and I think that the Cardinals are expecting more production from like Devon Kennard who they signed in the offseason and then Isaiah Simmons who they drafted they're probably expecting more production so the fact that they didn't produce as well means that you're kind of stuck in this area where do we rely on these guys that we just got or do we go back to Son Reddick who only had one great year, which was this year. So they're kind of stuck right there. And then with Devondre Campbell as well, because if you don't resign Devondre Campbell, then you're going to have Isaiah Simmons as just that inside linebacker, which restricts his versatility, which is one of the main reasons that drafted him number eight is because he can be all over the field as a safety linebacker. He can rush the passer and things like that. So I think that's really the defensive side of the ball for free agency is going to be really important because the offense, even though they can't, they were stagnant at some points, they don't need as much work as the defense does just based off of free agent needs. Uh, the one thing that I would say for the offense is uh, what Ed was saying with Kenyon Drake, because uh, I was I was reading something. But if they let's say they were to let Drake go, if they drafted a running back in the first round, they'd be paying him more than they paid Drake this year, which really wouldn't make that much sense. So you might so you might as well try to re-sign Drake. And uh, because they did not use them how I thought they were going to use them this year, that's for sure. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll just stick around for a few more minutes. So I was going to talk about with just a real quick yes or no on this one. Do you think that Patrick Peterson will come pa- come back to the Arizona Cardinals in some way, shape, or form next season? What do you think, Kendrick? As much as I love him, I don't think he's going to come back next year. I really don't. I don't see it. What do you think, Ed? I don't either. I think he's – the writing was on the wall, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if we're looking at – if we take a second to look at – and when we meet next time, we can go into – in terms of biggest needs and things. But what do, what will it take? We know, we saw the Seattle Seahawks and we saw the Los, Los Angeles Rams – I mean, you know, you got golf, man. You got golf, and you got, and you got my my man. That name is escaping me. It, you got them in the playoffs. Um, what do the Cardinals need to do to become that team to get into the playoffs? What is what does it take? Is it just more? Is it leadership, discipline? Is it just, or is it just as much as simple as being as healthy as you can be? as you get towards the playoffs, what, what do you think is maybe one or two things that will it take for the Cardinals to at least position themselves to be maybe in that position to maybe be just lock something up in week 14 or 15, as opposed to waiting until week 17 to have to win and be in. What, what do you think on that one, Kendrick? 
Uh, I think it starts up top because you saw with the Browns uh, last year, they were not how, as good as they were this year. They didn't really add that much this year besides the head coach. And Kevin Stefanski turned that whole franchise around and they're 10 and 11 and 5 going to the playoffs. So I really think it starts up up top because they're not that they're not that far away personnel wise. You could say that our roster is as good, if not better, than the 49ers or the Seahawks because. But the one thing that they have is coaching because the 49ers were able to out coach us and they had a third string quarterback in, and mm-hmm. the Rams were able to out coach us and they had a second string quarterback and didn't have most of their weapons. So I think it really it really comes down to the coaching at this point. What do you think, Ed? You know, I'm not going to give a long answer. Uh, what I think is, first, the culture has to improve, meaning within, you know, the, the walls of that uh, locker room. You know, everybody has to once again get back on the same page, uh, start playing as a team or as a unit altogether. Growth in the front office, meaning they have to get better at picks they make, free agents they bring in, uh, coaching. We already talked about that more, uh, you know, more defined CEO slash covering, you know, getting all like Kingsbury needs to have his hands in everything player wise, you know, you gotta get, gotta get guys to buy in, stay a little healthier, uh, you know, perform better on the field. We saw some instances where it, I'm not gonna say they gave up, but they definitely didn't come out with fire. Then the other thing, the last thing I'll say, it's gotta be more consistent. It can't be week to week. One right. week you look like you can beat the world. Then the next week you look like, you know, the Jets or somebody like that. You can't do that. You can't be on that roller coaster all the way through the year. The great teams, even just the good teams, it's like a heartbeat that goes, did it, did it, did it, you know? It's not somebody having a heart attack where it's up and down <laughs> like this, you know? <laughs> so I'm saying we got to get more consistent on that treadmill, you know, nice, easy, like you when you're running, Jay, you know, <laughs> you feel that, you feel that there's some times, Jay, when you're out there running and you might not have been out there enough over the last like few weeks and you start going up a hill and all of a sudden it's like, <gasps> <laughs> yes, sir. Like, right. And then the other times when you feel like, man, I, I got this and it's like, did it, did it, did it. So yeah. we gotta get more data instead of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that on the shirt. So, so thank y'all for joining us on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, and thank you to our special guest, my son Kendrick Adams. Uh, I am Javon J Love Adams, and we do this. Uh, well, we'll we'll see you in a, in a week or two. We'll keep you posted. But uh, but thanks again. Let let everybody know about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals and what we have going on here at the Believe Network. So until next time, like we always say around this time, uh, you can. Make sure you be easy out there. Great to have you on, Kendrick. Great job, man. It was great to be here. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.